0: a brief audio note as we get going i know i mentioned it at the top of the podcast but there's definitely some sound quality changes and issues as we go along i start out a little louder because i'm talking pretty close to the microphone and then we reposition and as well as about 30 minutes in you can hear my wonderful little dog not so little lapping up some water so i apologize hopefully you can hear everything okay thanks and hope you enjoy Hello, and welcome to Someday We'll All Be Dead, a podcast where we talk about all the things with a social work perspective. I'm your host, Hallie Harris, and I am a hospice social worker. Today is a very special day. This episode has been years in the making, and I have indeed special guests and friend of the podcast before it was a podcast, artist extraordinaire who actually designed our logo, Ash is with us today.
1: Hello. Good to be here.
0: And you are going to be surprised that we're talking about ink therapy. I know I haven't been recording for a while and there's a whole list of reasons for that, but today we're going to talk about tattooing, all kinds of things around tattooing. And I'm actually going to be getting work done on my tattoo while we record this podcast as you're hearing ash putting on the gloves for safety
2: sterilization
0: we have both been quarantined we have been very careful um and are taking precautions and (laughs) and you won't hear it because he's not using a gun what we probably need to talk about first is the fact that he uses a hand poke technique Would you like to talk a little bit about that and also make sure you speak up because you're a little further from the microphone. Apologies, the sound (laughs) quality may be a little bit off because I won't be right up next to the microphone as I'm going to be laying down being tortured.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I use a needle uh, that would be used for a gun and uh, I like to attach it to a chopstick and go at it. There's a lot of different ways to hand poke. And this is the one that I've been shown and taught. so uh, And I really like it. I love to get hand poked in all the different traditions, but this is the one that I do. So yeah, that's what we'll, we'll be doing today.
0: All right. So the tattoo that I am having work done on today is something that Ash designed. And do you want to talk a little bit about the original design?
1: Yeah, uh, I kind of got inspired by Japanese dragons, but wanted to kind of put a Pacific Northwest flair on it. Uh, My art naturally goes towards an illustrator. Uh, It's kind of how I, what I did for art growing up. So it always naturally seems to go that way, whether I want it to or not, I've embraced it. But yeah, this kind of got both of those things going and it wraps around the leg. It does this nice looking S. So, yeah. I'm going to finish up the line work today. And if we have time, we'll start getting more into the, um, the details of it.
0: Don't mind me cussing on occasion because um, as many people would like you to believe that tattoos don't hurt, they are full of crap. You have several tattoos. Do you think any of yours didn't hurt?
1: Uh, for me, some of them hurt more than others. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think part of a uh, location... And it it depends on the client, but it can be a a painful experience. My first tattoo was pretty painful on my spine, but it can also be where my clients fall asleep. So uh, it just depends on a number of different things. But yeah, uh, I've seen everything and in between.
0: Yeah, I have heard of some people falling asleep. I wonder if that's some kind of an effect I mean it, it can you know if you're not having a real pain reaction it can just kind of start numbing
1: right you get endorphins coming in and it, it right. can be um, it can be pretty relaxing you get that rhythmic pluck
0: hmm so yeah this this dragon ended up being much bigger than planned <laughs> you hear the evil laugh in the background
1: yeah this was hand-drawn on I think the head was uh, transfer, but the body was hand-drawn.
0: And, yeah, the original drawing was only 12 inches. <laughs> and it did not involve wrapping around my entire calf.
1: Dragon wants what dragon wants.
0: <laughs> so, I, I have had several tattoos, and yes, some of them definitely hurt more than others. In fact, the one that I thought would hurt the worst was down the middle of my spine. It didn't hurt nearly as bad as the ones that went down my shoulder blades and those ones i had to do some pretty deep breathing (laughs) and cussing this one i don't know why this one hurts so bad you wouldn't think your calf would be that full of nerves have you experienced any particular parts of the body that seem to be more sensitive in general
1: the back i found uh, my clients if i'm doing a big back piece there's there's sometimes a time limit Oddly enough, I've also found that uh, some of my men clients, my male clients, have tapped out quicker than my female clients. (laughs) Except for me. (laughs) (laughs) Except except for you. Um, And I don't know if that's just a pain tolerance thing or what, but yeah, uh, I, I found that the back... And I'm still a relatively young tattoo artist, so I'm sure as I get more and more experience, I'll have a better knowledge of... That, but uh, I've been doing it for off and on for about two and a half years now. So,
0: although you've been drawing and have been an artist for a lot longer than that,
1: yeah, I've been doing that since I was four, and that helped out a ton because I had the dexterity already, and then I could just jump into learning a new tool or a way to apply the art. And I and I have to say I love the skin as a medium. It's it's just uh, it's so forgiving. As far as uh, grayscale and uh, doing different things, it's just fun to work with. So yeah, I definitely went into the right, went down the right path.
0: That was definitely going to be my lead-in question. Is how do you find it drawing with a pen or, or whatever medium you're using, as opposed to actually poking tiny little holes to make a line?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it it's obvi- it's definitely been an adjustment, and. It's also been an adjustment drawing on 3D instead of paper Mm. and trying to think in that way of what would look best on the skin because I had drawn for so long. um, I had to kind of change the way I thought. Uh, And I really like it. I really enjoy drawing on a three-dimensional object more. So, yeah. And the art, I think my art is kind of figuring out what it wants to do for tattooing and uh sometimes that requires a, like a charcoal drawing i i find it relates better to the way i tattoo mm. um, more so than like a pen and ink so i guess it's just the project i'm working on there are some projects that are heavy into line work and some projects that are built up through dot work to create edges and stuff so there's no almost no line work at all so that'll decide what medium i use to try to I do the initial design as well
0: do you always draw your art out first on paper or do you ever do it just straight on the skin
1: if it's a simple design like a rune or just a simple line work then i can draw it directly on the skin but i find when i draw it ahead of time i get to work out all the unexpected difficulties that might come along um and i've got a nice road map to follow so I can focus more on the tattooing because I've already done the work of figuring out how I want it to look. And I, I've been tattooed by artists that are amazing that can just draw it on. Uh, but they've also been doing this a bit longer than I have. And they also, a lot of the times, have developed a style. So it's, they know what they're doing as far as what to expect. And they can apply it directly onto the skin. I do really like drawing directly on the skin. And I've been doing that more and more, but yeah, it's a process.
0: (laughs) I noticed you haven't started yet. Do you think it's going to be hard to talk and stick me at the same time? We
1: are about to find out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In case anyone's wondering why I'm not yelling yet.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll probably be hearing something here pretty soon. Yeah. In fact, uh, I think I'm ready to rock and roll, so... Yeah,
0: I... um, Like I said, I've had several tattoos and they're in different places on my body and some of them have hurt more than others. But for whatever reason, my lower leg is particularly sensitive and it seems like when we finally got into a rhythm of this, that I could tolerate like the first 20-30 minutes and then it was like my nerves went into overdrive. And it didn't seem to matter where, you know, if you picked a different spot because... You know, maybe that one was just getting sore. And usually that helps. If you start to actually pick a different spot on the skin and let the other part rest, then they, usually that starts to help. But for whatever reason, it was like my entire lower leg was inflamed. And I'm not sure if that's because I have a history of eczema or what. I know uh, we did discover that I happen to be allergic to, was it lavender?
1: That's Yeah, that's right.
0: That was in the... Um, And the soap.
1: The green soap, yeah.
0: Which is weird, because I never knew I was allergic to lavender. And I guess it's just the topical lavender. I mean, I've never had any sneezing problems or other things being around lavender. So, something to pay attention to when you're getting a tattoo is if you are having a strong reaction, especially if it's not your first tattoo, then maybe consider asking your artist what kind of uh, astringent or washing... What do you call that stuff?
1: The green soap. Uh, I, yeah, whatever whatever they're using to to clean the ink or clean the surface, that's be- a good place to start.
0: Because you very well might be allergic to what's in it. Even if you're not aware of it. <laughs> so yeah. uh, We also tried uh, a numbing spray that I don't know if it really worked or not. It, I, I certainly felt it when you sprayed it on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't know that it necessarily helped the nerve pain you know what I mean yeah and the pains that I started having were uh almost like non-voluntary like my leg would jerk out of your hand
1: yeah it was an adventure
0: which (laughs) is you know dangerous when you're getting tattooed it's probably better that you're doing hand poke because if you're doing a a gun you probably would have had an errant line here or there yeah it'd be a little bit more abstract I think (laughs) as many times as I jerked
1: Sure, so we've started.
0: We have started. And
1: you're doing very well.
0: Well, thanks. Uh -uh. Oh, we're still in a 20-30 minute window, so we're okay. That's right. Uh, Just to describe a little bit, it just feels like a little, like being poked with a, a pin. It doesn't hurt necessarily, just kind of a baby sting right now. And you haven't found any nerves yet. But you are kind of in the middle of my calf, so it's not in a super sensitive Area like up behind my knee and I know It's so funny how nerves work Mm. Because sometimes when I see where you've actually been tattooing it feels like it's all the way up behind my kneecap Yeah, yeah,
1: that is kind of a a funny thing
0: So since you've been doing this for a while and also because you have tattoos of your own Mm -hmm. Maybe we could talk a little bit about the experience of Why people actually call it ink therapy (laughs) People it seems like you, it's like, you know, Lay's potato chips. You just can't have one.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, the different reasons why people get tattooed and the, and the way that is kind of therapeutic. Um, there's the whole, I think, aspect. Uh, and I can speak only for myself and a little bit for clients who keep showing back up and wanting more. <laughs> I'd like to think it's just my art, but I think there's something more to it as well. You know, there's the whole endorphins and... A different chemical dump that you get but I also think it's also you know some people enjoy the pain but some people like the the reason why they're getting the tattoo I don't know there's um to me there's like a vulnerability you're gonna have to allow yourself to get the tattoo you gotta open yourself up to the experience and if you don't start that way I think sometimes towards the end you will be because you're dealing with pain you're dealing with I don't know, sometimes there's a level of surrendering to the process and it's a different experience for everybody, but I definitely think that's one of the, one of the experiences. It's one of the experiences that I've had, definitely, um, and especially with big pieces. I've had people and it's been kind of an emotional experience for them, which is really rewarding for me and I get to share that with them. So I think there's a number of things that tattooing can do to provide therapy you're also dealing with one person and hopefully you like them enough if you don't have music blaring and they want to talk then sometimes there's an exchange but there is a vulnerability I have this piece of metal that's going into your body and there's definitely a level of exchange um, that I've always felt doing this work and I don't I can't compare it to using machine but I know there feels like there's a high level of it uh, using just a needle in my my hand so yeah i don't know if that answered your question
0: yeah i think you know the times that we've had which is several hours now while you were working on this particular dragon
2: Mm.
0: is uh that we have really come up with some incredible conversation pieces Mm -hmm. that wouldn't necessarily have come about if you know one of us wasn't vulnerable yeah and I think you're right. I think it's if, especially if it's someone that you're familiar with, I mean, it's one thing if you're going into a shop and you're getting a piece of flash from the wall.
2: Right. Right.
0: But that yeah. feels very different, which I have done. Yeah. Um, that feels very different than having someone actually create art for you. Yeah. Um, and or I can imagine, I haven't had this done, but like having a portrait done, something that's extremely meaningful for you Mm -hmm. whether it's uh, you know personal like a family member or whether it's like this dragon where it's representative of something and it's a personal piece of art that was made just for you right and that sharing that kind of thing you're not just commissioning the art you're commissioning everything that goes into that art the artist putting themselves into that art and so when they're finally incorporating it permanently onto your skin It does seem like there's a a vulnerable exchange for both of you. That person is putting Mm -hmm. their artwork out there in the world. Do you feel like that?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You definitely, you know, as an artist, you want to put your best foot forward with the best piece of art you can. And honestly, with some of this art, I feel like when I get a client that comes to me with an open heart and an open mind, they get the best pieces. And it's not just me it's coming from. I feel like it's coming from a bigger place where I'm just kind of the... The conduit that puts it on the body. Um, and I really like that. Those are really fun experiences. And it's not to take away someone who has an idea of what they want. I've definitely done that. But I find that some of the pieces that are pretty, pretty fun to stand back and look at and say, wow, are some of the pieces where someone's just said, this is what I'm going through. This is what I want something that represents this, and they'll give me a little bit of information. And we can kind of create something together it's it's always going to be a collaboration but it for me why i do this is to put something on someone that is unique and special just to them and it might not be something they imagine and once it gets on they're like oh my god that's that's what i needed you know so
0: Mm -hmm. well i certainly didn't imagine this dragon wrapping around my leg
1: yeah yeah, and sometimes that'll happen. You know, I'll I'll have an idea and it'll kind of do do something else. Most of the time, if I'm feeling connected to something greater, I'll be able to work that out on the drawing board. But sometimes it gets on the skin and it's like, no, I I need to do something else. And I don't just do it. We I talk with the client and, and draw it on with a pen, and then we decide if that's something that wants to be done. But uh, but yeah. It's definitely an interesting experience uh, and it's an, and I think that's one of the things I love about tattoo the most is that um, because it's such a collaboration, you know that there is kind of like this more than one person making decisions, and that's kind of fun actually, I think, and comes up with some really cool, unique pieces that way.
0: Maybe you could talk a little bit about why you choose not to use a gun.
1: Well, my first tattoo I ever got. Uh, was a hand poke and I had not had any experience and I got it later in life and um, I kind of fell in love with it then and there. I kept on thinking I wanted to go to a gun but something always called me back to hand poking and it could be a client that wants a certain piece done a certain way and we talked about it before but I found that my ego wants the gun (laughs) and uh my kind of being in service to others and giving them something that they they need I don't know there's just something about having just a needle in your hand and having that quiet and that rhythmic and it's all, almost meditative and it's almost an exchange and, and there's something something happens and especially with long pieces where I'm working with somebody for a full day or for multiple sessions and there's this energy exchange and something's being created together. And by the end I miss it and they miss it. And there's this weird feeling of, we just went through something. Mm -hmm. We just had an experience. And so, and like I said, I can't, I can't compare that to using a gun, but I just kind of try to do what um, I'm led to do. And that's doing this. And, Having the right people come to me to get, you know, what they need. And I, and I realize, once I realize I'm not going to tattoo everybody in the world, it's okay. <laughs> I'll get the people that are supposed to get tattooed by me for the reasons why I hand poke. Um, that'll speak to them and hopefully it'll come out in their experience. And I'll get the gift of being uh, there for that, so...
0: Is there a particular style that you feel like you represent in your art uh, if someone was looking for a hand poke artist? Is there some way you would describe your art that, if they were looking for that?
1: Uh, that's a good question, too. I've had a couple clients describe it uh, as illustrations. It's weird as an artist to have someone be able to pick your work out of a lineup. And they say, "Yeah, I know your work when I see it on someone else," <laughs> which is weird to me because I I'm too I tell them I'm too close to the forest to see the trees I can't I can't see it, but I trust them. As far as a particular style, um, I kind of take inspiration from a lot of different styles. I really like Nordic traditional tattoos. I don't I definitely don't do a traditional Japanese style, but I'm very inspired by it. And then there's just being an illustrator like I've been and taking ideas and running it through my filters and seeing what comes out so for me it can be very like I said uh, it can be very heavy line work which is really fun or it could be this really soft like antique style flowering arrangement and anything in between I'm always trying to kind of find a balance between delicate dot work for example and heavy line work and seeing what appeals to the project or to my client and uh, working with that and it is fun because I get to kind of work with that you know different feminine and and masculine energies when I'm doing this Um, and I think that definitely comes out in some of my work
0: you mentioned having a needle like you would have in a gun do you work with multiple needles
1: yeah, I work with mostly um, liner round liners. Sometimes I'll get into round shaders a little bit, depending on the project, but I can do a lot of uh, what I need to do with the liner. And it's amazing uh, how much texture you can create with just how many times you hit the same spot. It can be that you create your own grayscale that way. So yeah, I've been able to really learn a lot And I'm imagining the more I learn, I might start going into other needle styles like magnums and stuff. And I might actually be making my own. But for now, I'm pretty happy with this. So, yeah, serves my needs. How are you doing right now?
0: I'm fine because you haven't been poking me for a minute. (laughs) No. (laughs) Hard to engage your brain in two different directions, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh it's fun though.
0: It's funny because we can have a conversation while you're poking me if it's just an ad lib, but if you're actually having to think about answering a question while you're doing it, it's different. Yeah, it's true. Kind of like you poking me in the calf right now and I can feel it in my side. <laughs> <laughs> that is so weird to me. <laughs> Nerves are weird. Yeah. I want to come back to the therapy a little bit because I, I know several people that get tattoos and several people, you know, refer to it as ink therapy. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's a lot of things. I think it's like what we've talked about, being vulnerable and connecting with your artist, especially if it is a unique piece to you or something that has special meaning to you. Mm. But I think it's also, and, you know, maybe it's that endorphin rush is part of it. Uh, but I think it's also adding art. Like, you're, you know, we are creatures that love individuality and expressing ourselves, especially in the United States. I would not take that away from people that live in other countries, but particularly the people that I've heard it call ink therapy are generally Americans. Maybe you've heard that in other parts of the world.
1: Uh, yeah, I think um, going overseas, I think it's a universal thing. I think it's something that... um. I don't know if they're doing it for the same reasons, but I have to think that that's the reasons why a lot of us get tattoos is universal in every culture. But I think that's going back to the feeling that you can get. And it's a weird thing because it can be very painful. And once it's healed, you can't wait to get another one.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I think about that a lot when I think about people that have multiple kids. Like, you actually went through childbirth and... (laughs) it's somehow like your brain forgets how painful it was. Yeah. Like I don't forget how painful this tattoo is, but it, it gets softer with memory. Yeah.
2: yeah and yeah,
0: so yeah. then when I think about getting another tattoo, then it's like, okay, what, what art am I going to get into? What am I going to use to represent or express myself? And everybody has, you know, different ways of looking at tattoos. Like, like, most people, unless you really know me, would not know how many or how large my tattoos are because I keep them covered. But that's just my personal preference. And some people like to have all of theirs out for the world to see. And, mm-hmm. and there's not a right or wrong way to display or get tattoo. I agree. Do you, you have thoughts on that?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's one of the things I really enjoy doing in this uh Business is the variety of different people who do it for different reasons. I think also different tattoo artists, they attract certain types of tattoo people as far as why they want their tattoos. Uh, I know just through my experience, a lot of my clients have been people who have, um, it's usually been somebody who wants to connect to their history or someone who is going through a a huge life shift. Mm. Um, And it's almost always been one of those two things. So I don't know. Maybe I'm putting a vibe out, but uh, I know when I got tattooed, that's, I guess my first tattoo I was getting married and the other ones were, yeah, I would say were some changing points in my life. Um, But... There's those who want to have a masterpiece from the same artist. They want uh, maybe a full sleeve or a back piece done by the same artist. And then there's those who are collectors who see a bunch of different artists that they like and they want little pieces here and there Mm -hmm. all over their body. I'm definitely a collector. But then when I get tattooed, it's it's also a lesson for me. I get to usually talk with someone who's been in the industry a lot longer than me, and they're oftentimes been very cool about sharing their knowledge, so I get a great piece of art, and I ho- hopefully get some wisdom. Oh.
0: What's the matter?
1: Oh, I don't know if that answered your question.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: I can kind of go off on a shiny, I see something shiny, and I go chase it, and I'm never sure if I actually answered <laughs> the question.
0: <laughs> no, I was just sitting here thinking while you were talking. Hmm. Trying to listen to you and think of my next thought. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about my first tattoo, which I was 18. Uh-huh. I had wanted one before, and of course, Mom said, you can have one when you're 18. Yeah. And, you know, it was a, you know, piece of flash, and it was quick. Actually, no, my very first one was not a piece of flash. It was um, the black half of a yin-yang symbol.
1: The black half? Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: And, uh, you know, it took 30 minutes, you know, and it was quick and felt like a cat scratch, you know? Uh
2: Uh-huh.
0: And it's just funny to think that that's how everything started. Yeah. And that I've had so many for so many different reasons. Sure. But then I was also thinking about how long we've been talking about doing this particular episode.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And what ink therapy really means to people yeah, and how how judgy people can be about tattooing. I mean, that's kind of the opposite of, of the ink therapy world is how tattoo has been around for as long as people have been around. I mean, I just watched this special on Netflix, this show called Explained, and one of their episodes was about tattoo and that the word itself came from, I think an Indonesian or Tahitian population and their word for tattoo was pretty close to the word tattoo.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I've heard that. And,
0: that. yeah, and a lot of those, you know, original tattooing, they were the, the hand poke style. Yeah. Um, often with a little, you'll hear the tapping because they'll use the little stick and taps. Do you, are you very familiar with that type of hand poke?
1: Yeah, um, I've, not, I've not had it done, but I've definitely seen a lot of video and... I'm planning on getting at least one or two done in that style, just as an education. But yeah, that's a pretty cool style. Uh, I love all the different styles of the different ways to hand poke, um, and I'm still learning a lot about it. But that's more for my. You know, I'm I'm kind of really happy with the way I do my hand poke, but I'm also kind of a lover of different styles and uh, expanding my. My knowledge, and uh, just a big fan of it. So, yeah, I'll definitely be going down and getting some of that.
0: That always looks so much more painful to me somehow. <laughs>
1: it does to me as well, honestly. But, yeah, I've never. that's never stopped me in the past. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, we have been talking about this podcast idea while I was starting to get the dragon, in fact. Mm-hmm that's how long ago (laughs) this dragon started and due to various life circumstances it has continued yeah and maybe for a reason maybe that's what's you know kept our friendship alive is this dragon probably not i think it's more than that but (laughs) because we've been friends for a long time yeah but um i remember talking to you about this podcast idea and we were trying to figure out about the logo and someone had just posted like yesterday the day before on twitter there was a, a podcast there was a podcast that reviews podcasts <laughs> and they asked on twitter how did you come up with your logo so do you want to talk a, a little bit about that or do you want me to talk about that are you able to talk and and tap
1: i can talk and tap do, uh... do you
0: remember us talking about how this all went down
1: as far as your logo for the podcast?
0: Well, the the whole name of it and then the logo.
1: You'll have to remind me on how you came up with the name.
0: Yeah, oh. we, we have been, you and I actually have been discussing a lot of different ideas for mm. once, once I had been like, okay, I'm doing this. And yeah. I had a whole long, like day one, I had a list of like, three pages of topics that i wanted to do Mm -hmm. and ink therapy was right towards the top Mm -hmm. so this is (laughs) finally happening yeah and i had always said i wanted to be getting a tattoo while we're doing this so i'm literally getting poked with a needle right now as we're speaking
1: dreams do come true
0: (laughs) but we have talked about a lot of different names because the podcast this particular podcast talks about so many different things there's not You know a lot of podcasts they encourage you to just pick a particular sub subject or a genre and kind of have a wheelhouse whereas i was modeling mine more after psychology in seattle and although they do have psychology as their mainstay they do venture into many different subjects and i wanted to be coming at it from a social work perspective not necessarily in the work of social work like the clinical social work but in the way that social workers look at the world and how we interact with things. And that's just the lens that I see everything through anyway, so that's automatically gonna come through. Um, But then I also wanted it to be a place to explore the unknown, to get people familiar with things, to maybe expand their mind and get rid of some of the fear that's causing so much of the division in the world today. So back down to kind of a micro look at this. Matt had gotten a shirt for us online that said someday we'll all be dead and it was written in kind of 70s floral print.
1: Yeah, I remember that now.
0: Big bubble letters with flowers. (laughs) And it's that juxtaposition of the United States in particular really doesn't talk about death and dying. And of course, here I am working in hospice, been dealing with death and dying since I was very young, before I was 10. So it's always been a part of my life. There's no denying that literally someday we will all be dead. And <clears throat> I've always had that motto of, you know, whatever's going on in your life, it's probably not going to matter in five years. So sort to take the approach of be in the moment. Don't let things get to you. And also be open to new things, a.k.a. tattoos, where people that get tattoos. Because, you know, why, are, why do we judge people? What is the purpose of that? A lot of that probably stems from way back, and some people may argue it's evolutionary psychology where you had to make a judgment on other. That's why we other people, um, because it was out of survival. But at this point, sometimes it feels like it's just a pastime. But back to the subject, because I also see shiny objects and go off on a tangent. After we figured out, you know, that's the perfect name, someday we'll all be dead. Well, that's really incorporating every single aspect of human life. And it's not limiting us to a particular genre. So then the task was, how do we represent that? Obviously, we can't use the same logo as the shirt. Although I did really like the idea of it being fun and not scary and dark. You know, if somebody else was to say, someday we'll all be dead, they probably imagine it in the chiller font. Do you know what that is?
1: The chiller, the chiller font.
0: Yeah, it looks like a uh, scary movie font.
1: Okay, I got you. That makes sense.
0: And so, of course, I come to my very talented artist friend, mm. and over a lunch on a napkin, which I still have, by the way, <laughs> uh, we began to draw out some ideas.
1: What was that? Was that the puppy?
0: That was one of the very first ones. Was the Grim Reaper? Mm. Uh, laying on his back holding a puppy and the puppy's tail was wagging furiously and the face of the puppy was inside this hood (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh.
0: (laughs) I think actually that one's on the website Oh cool. Or on the Facebook page. Oh that's fun Another one that I really loved that I haven't posted is a death is sitting cross-legged across from a young boy and they're playing the game of life
1: (laughs) yeah it's going back to me now
0: (laughs) you you had death um blowing uh a dandelion the the seeded dandelion
1: oh death (laughs) oh death you do so much fun stuff
0: And I've seen, since then, I've seen many memes like death at the beach, Mm -hmm. you know, death doing various funny things. Yeah. But that was the purpose. Is like, death is not something that needs to be scary. Right. Death is a part of life and can experience, you know, you can experience death all through life in various stages. And it doesn't mean that we need to be afraid of our mortality. In fact, embracing it is really the key to living better. Preach. (laughs) there's another great podcast called The Adventures of Memento Mori. I know I've talked about it on the podcast before. And their whole motto is uh, a a cynic's guide to uh, learning to live better by remembering to die. That's kind of their slogan. And his whole podcast, every episode, has some aspect of death. I think what we try to incorporate is not necessarily to lean on the concept of death or talk about it every time although it does come up is at the very end we're reminding you that everything that we've talked about here first of all isn't going to even matter in 5 years 10 years 50 years because most likely we're you know whoever's listening to this is going to be dead
1: in 5 or 10 years? in 50 years oh okay that's much more <laughs> not in 5 years I was gonna say, this really is a morbid podcast <laughs> <laughs>
0: But to remember that we're still living. So, hey, how about let's get to living and try to expand our ideas and our information so that we can experience the world a little bit better and maybe even leave it a little bit better. And it's a lot bigger than an elevator pitch. Unfortunately, I don't have a very simple tagline because the idea is bigger than a tagline for the podcast. Do you have thoughts on that?
1: I couldn't agree more. Uh, especially when it comes to tattooing. Bring it back to that. I have a family member that doesn't appreciate the line of work that I've gone into. And it's interesting to talk about it. And she's a little bit more conservative in some of her viewpoints. And, um,
0: You're very quiet, by the way.
1: Oh, okay. Let me speak up. I'm <laughs> deep in my thought in my head. Um, And it, you know... These are kind of rental bodies, so to me the idea of decorating them was kind of a cool idea. But I know some of the judgment comes with the people I've talked to anyway about society and how society views it in general and these people's place in society and the viewpoint that they chose or choose to take on, so... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh... Is Ben over there?
1: He's down at the base here. Okay. Um.
0: There are some fireworks going off in the background, of course, because today is July 3rd. That's a whole nother episode.
1: So we're, so we're dealing with doggy maintenance as well. Yeah. Mental, mental welfare. So yeah, it's just, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Everybody's got their own, um, their own journey and, and, uh how they view this I don't you know not everybody's gonna like it right so
0: yeah I think I think it's okay to not like tattoos it's okay if you don't want them on your body I think the problem comes when Hmm. judgment starts to come with what someone else does with their body that doesn't necessarily hurt them yeah I know there's some gonna be some pushback with that just due to religious scripture
2: Hmm.
0: I know that there are passages in particular religious scripts that talk about not desecrating the body mm-hmm. and I would say that you could argue there are many ways to desecrate a body that don't involve adding ink mm-hmm. and that these forms of tattoo back to that show explained when it talked about the history of tattoo that many tattoo culture has been around Before some of these religions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was interesting they talked about Japanese tattoo and the history of tattoo in Japan was that apparently it used to uh, be more about criminals.
2: Yeah.
0: And then it kind of became a counterculture situation. Yeah. Which is fascinating because the actual art is so elemental. Yeah. And... Uh, like you were talking about like it's a masterpiece a lot of times it's a one big scene
1: yeah and extremely um it's like everything that's put into it has meaning Mm -hmm. so meaningful um it's it's amazing i think it's uh definitely one of my favorite arts out there it's beautiful Mm -hmm. so and it is interesting to to see the roots and where it came from
0: well and since we briefly mentioned uh norse mythology and japanese art culture Mm. what would you say to people if they have questions about in especially in these times if people are asking questions about whether something feels like it's appropriate versus appropriation
1: well that's a good question um it's a really hot button topic right
0: now well one of the reasons i ask of course is because not only is this dragon somewhat japanese inspired yeah But I actually literally have Japanese kanji Mm. on my back. Yeah. That was not flash. That was written for me by a friend of mine's father-in-law who is Japanese. Yeah. Um, It was translated for me. But I can also understand that people of Japanese heritage may feel like that's appropriation. Like, why don't you just get English words? Sure. Instead of the meaning of of Japanese. Well, I guess... Go
1: ahead. Yeah, no, I guess for for you and I don't know if you're going this direction anyway. And I'm sorry to interrupt. Is uh, no, no. if they asked you that question, how would you how would you answer? I'm curious to to know how you feel about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've actually I've listened to because Psychology in Seattle, by the way, my one of my top favorite podcasts, and I'm hmm. friends with uh, or you know, friends acquaintances with the person that does that podcast, Carconda, who you might guess by the name is half Japanese (laughs) and he has talked about that a little bit but I would say that first of all I have always as long as I can remember been fascinated with Japanese art and Japanese culture Mm -hmm. not in a way where I felt like it was mine um, but just I respected it and I wanted to honor it and I just really loved the way that being around it made me feel and I've had several art pieces on my wall that were Japanese inspired or Japanese. I probably watched Shogun like five times. I was trying to learn Japanese at one point, which is very difficult if you've never tried it. So for me, it was an homage. It was meant to show respect and honor to that culture. That was also before it was mainstream, not to say that that conversation wasn't happening then too, Uh, But before it was really a mainstream to talk about appropriation and what that actually means and feels to other people. I would never want someone of Japanese heritage to see my back and be hurt by it. That's not my intention. But as I very recently listened to another podcast, intention doesn't matter. It's the impact. And so I would need, you know, I would want to have a conversation Just kind of exploring why or how someone was impacted in a negative way by my tattoos, if that was the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I certainly wouldn't want it to cause someone else harm. And I'm not sure if I hadn't gotten it when I did. If I had gotten it after it became more prevalent to talk about this. And I was more aware, as we all are learning, because, you know... We can have a whole episode about white fragility, but, you know, as we become more aware of how our actions impact others, whether we intend them to or not, then I don't know that I would have gotten it. You know, I probably would still get the dragon. I'm still getting the dragon. But I don't know that I would have gotten the kanji without maybe exploring it a little further with people of color, people of Asian descent, etc. And I don't know that... you know, one person doesn't represent the culture, so sure. it's not like you can just ask one person and they're yeah. okay with it and it's fine. Yeah. Um, but also, just because one person's offended doesn't mean everyone's going to be upset. They may see it just the way I do, which is, you know, hey, thanks for recognizing that our culture is different and appreciating it.
1: Yeah. And I've I've seen that with um, some Japanese artists and Westerners going to established artists um, Japanese tattoo artists that have been doing it for a long time. So, it's yeah. it's a difficult. You know, some of the stuff that I've done is um, influenced by other cultures. I did a large Vietnam um, Vietnamese inspired piece on a Vietnamese American man, and we talked about it and.
0: That big shoulder piece.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The chest and and half sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, and. It's something that I try to go in with sensitivity. I try to learn a lot about the culture if they want me to do it. They obviously see me and see that, for example, in this case, I am not Vietnamese or <laughs> Vietnamese American. So I'm like, you realize you see what you're looking at. Okay, we're on the same page.
0: I mean, you're pretty
1: white. I'm, I'm, I'm totally white. <laughs> uh, you're you're freckly does, white. You're it, so white. I'm almost translucent. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, So it's a big deal to me and when someone comes to me with a piece that they want to express honor to their their heritage uh, I don't take it lightly and I will do research and I will read and I will do what I can and we'll talk a lot about it and and if it feels right to both of us then we'll continue with the project and I usually tell them this idea is going through my filter I'm not going to recreate in a historical piece, mm-hmm. I'm going to put my spin on it and and be inspired and influenced by it, and oftentimes we've come out with a really great piece that they're really happy with, and if that's cool with them, then that's cool with me. When it comes to someone who is Caucasian coming to me wanting a piece from another culture, it's a little bit more difficult for me to want to do, um, and it's one of those things that. I might try to get them, if they want a purely accurate piece of art from a different culture, I might suggest, if I don't feel right about it, that, you know, if I've got a couple names I can give them about people or a place that they can go, that that artist is from that culture that might be a better fit. So it's a a weird dance, and and I honestly... I feel like for me, I gotta go into my heart. I gotta feel what feels right to me. I gotta talk a lot with my um, my client and see if it's a good fit or not. And, and it's not always a good fit. Sometimes I'll say no. I don't. I'm not as comfortable with that. And you know that is what it is. But I think we're all trying to navigate this and figure it out. Especially right now, there's we're in a time where it's heightened awareness and. Uh, and we're we're trying to as a as a group as a society we're trying to figure out how to make that work and how to be respectful and honorable and uh and I'm I'm all ears so uh yeah it's it's difficult and I actually have to take it case by case and see if that's something that I feel is appropriate that I do um but yeah I don't, I don't know if that answered the question yeah no yeah.
0: yeah I know um kind of leading into that and kind of leading into the end of our conversation so you can focus (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know we've talked about it before offline but is there any particular tattoo style or body part that you will not tattoo (laughs) (laughs) like
1: i said with the appropriation there might be some tattoos that i don't feel comfortable doing for cultural reasons Um, Anything dealing with hate speech, it's not my thing. I'm not interested in that. As far as body parts, I'm pretty open to a lot of things. I think right now what would limit me is any experience or lack of experience of um, certain areas like inside the mouth. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't do eyelids. And there's some areas in the genitalia that I would have to do a lot more research and feel comfortable about. But I could see myself going in that direction if that was where this path was leading me. But right now, it's been pretty tame. <laughs> it's been pretty tame. But I'm, I'm really open to going, going wherever, <laughs> as long as it doesn't really compromise um, the health of someone. Like it's so. It, it can be potentially dangerous in the eye area if you don't know what you're doing. And I don't have enough experience there. So I wouldn't want to damage anybody's eyes. So mm-hmm. um, that's not so, so no
0: eyeliner for you? Is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, right now, probably not. And it's really not the type of clientele that I'm attracting. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to worry about that too much. But uh, yeah, who knows what the future holds? I'm well,
0: open. Well, let's say someone is listening to this podcast Mm-hmm. Uh, and they wanted to. They were interested in your art. Is yeah. there somewhere that they can find your art online?
1: Uh, yeah, there is. Uh, I'm doing a big overhaul of my my name, the name of my tattoo shop, and my Facebook and Instagram. But for now, you can find me at Tiny Bird Tattoo. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, and you can uh, Facebook message me if you have any ideas, requests, or just want to chat. And from there, I'll be posting stuff saying I'm moving over to uh, my Instagram, a new Instagram account and a new Facebook. So um, that will be available for those who are following me already that they can switch over.
0: And you are currently tattooing in Western Washington.
1: Yes, I am currently tattooing in Western Washington for now. I do tattoo in Norway from time to time and I'm hoping to do some tattooing. In Spain in the next year or two, so.
0: Yeah, we do actually have listeners from other countries, so. Cool. If you have questions for me, you can always email me at SomedayDeadPC at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at SomedayDeadPC and Facebook, although that's not as as frequently checked. And um, because, you know, there's been backlashes at Facebook and we're all tired. I'm tired. (laughs) So uh, if you have other thoughts about tattoo, if you have a story to tell about your own tattoo, I'm happy to hear that. Email us, Twitter. Uh, While you're at it, if you could be a friend, you can rate, review, and subscribe. I haven't asked for that in a while. Although I will say that if you don't have an iPhone, if you have an Android, that is really a pain to try to rate a, uh, a podcast. So I'm sorry about that. That's the way of Technology and capitalism I guess in the meantime if tattoo speaks to you then go for it if it doesn't maybe just try not to judge people because is it really going to matter in 50 years someday we'll all be dead <laughs>